Hello friends, welcome, so happy you are joining me today and I have a really fun story for you from the fantastic state of New Jersey. You can probably guess if you're keeping track what comes next alphabetically. But you know I love science and you know I love history and this story marries both of those things so I'm really into it and let's dive in. I'm Sharon McMahon and welcome to the Sharon Says So podcast. One of the things that consistently cracks me up, and I mean that literally, I sometimes will think about this and chuckle, is that the people who wrote the Constitution, the people who formed a government out of nothing, who risked everything to travel across the Atlantic Ocean, make a country where they had freedom of religion, those people had no idea the dinosaurs existed. (laughs) That just cracks me up. Cracks me up that they had no idea that dinosaurs existed. Like that was a thing that had yet to be discovered. We really did not know as like a human race that dinosaurs existed until the mid 1800s. All of that time went on by until the mid-1800s when people started digging. They started digging stuff up and they're like, what in the Sam Hill is this now? (laughs) I'm certain that throughout the thousands of years of recorded human history, people had dug up dinosaur bones before, but they had never been able to identify what they were. They were just like, dang, that is a large bone. But let's dive into this story about the very first dinosaur put on display, which was discovered in New Jersey. All right, are you ready? So in 1842, the first sort of real dinosaur skeletons were unearthed in England. They were found by Sir Richard Owen, who was the founder of the Natural History Museum in London, and he started looking for fossils. He was on the hunt, and he found some in southern England in the early 1800s. And he sort of had this aha moment where he was like, interesting, interesting. These fossils have many similarities. And he began to hypothesize that these were not some like woolly mammoth type situation where they were mammals, that these were lizards. And he coined the phrase dinosaur, which means terrible lizard. And in this context, terrible means like massive or great or huge. And this touched off this kind of frenzy of like, did you know there were massive lizards that used to roam the earth? You know, like humans had their little sort of mind blown moment about the idea that massive lizards once roamed the earth. We had all of these sort of hints Throughout time, people would unearth a massive bone, we'd see a a fossilized footprint, but they never really knew what to make of them. There was a time in the 1850s when a geologist, Ferdinand Vandeveer Hayden, he uncovered some fossilized teeth in what is now Montana. And again, scientists were like, I'm not sure. It's obviously not anything we know about. I'm not sure what it is. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So, I want to introduce you to an important character in this story. His name is Joseph Lydy. Spelled L-E-I-D-Y. In the mid-1800s, Joseph Leidy is a is a well-educated, intelligent man who becomes sort of a gentleman naturalist. That was who could afford to study things like this at the time period. Men with curiosity, men with intellect, men of means. Much of our discoveries surrounding the natural world during this time period were found by these sort of category of gentleman naturalists. I'm going to introduce you to another character. His name is William Folk. And he was born in Philadelphia. He was a lawyer. He was, you know, really into things like history, geology, philanthropy. In fact, William Folk was somebody who promoted the expeditions surrounding Arctic explorations. One evening, William Folk is having dinner on a summer holiday in the 1850s. He's having dinner in Haddonfield, New Jersey, and he's having dinner with this gentleman named John Hopkins. John Hopkins begins telling him this story that happened to him like 20 years prior. He's like, you know, I was digging, I was digging up some stuff on my farm. And I was digging up some marl, M-A-R-L, marl. And that's kind of this soil that's mixed with stones. It's like this very dense clay. And so he's engaged in this building project. He's digging up things in the marl pits on his farm. And he's like, and then I came across some really, really, really big bones. And William Folk was like, interesting, that is interesting. And Folk was like, can you show any of them to me? And turns out that John Hopkins had dug up these bones and had given some of them to neighbors. And the neighbors were like, sure, I'll use that as a doorstop. 
Sure, I'll put that on my porch. It'll be a decoration. It's fine. So Folk reaches out to Joseph Leidy, who I mentioned earlier. Joseph Leidy was a fellow at the Academy of Natural Sciences at that time. He was really a founding member of this emerging science of paleontology. And he was one of those people who had this special kind of genius, Joseph Leidy did, where he could just look at a small bone and be like, that is a knee of a frog. (laughs) And then tell you like, what kind of frog it was. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Those people who just have a knack for being able to identify things. And Joseph Leidy was one of those people. So William Folk calls up Joseph Leidy and he's like, listen, I'm out here in New Jersey across the river and I'm having dinner with my buddy. And my buddy is telling me all about this place on his farm where he started digging up giant bones. And I thought you might be interested in that. So out comes Joseph Leidy. Out comes William Folk. They go to the farm of John Hopkins. They start digging. The first day, they're coming up with nothing. Eventually, John Hopkins is like, you know what? That is the wrong place. That is not where I dug it up. It's over here. So on the second day of digging, the workmen go over to the original dig location. And about 10 feet down, they started uncovering massive black dinosaur bones. And it turned out to be the left side of a dinosaur skeleton, like part of a hip, most of the forelegs and the hind legs, 28 vertebrae and nine teeth. And I can only imagine how these people felt when they realized that they were uncovering a dinosaur. Because remember, the dinosaur craze had just recently been getting going. Like people only recently learned that dinosaurs were even a thing. And then to uncover one in their backyards in New Jersey had to be incredibly exciting. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We've all had those embarrassing moments where maybe you've taken your shoes off and you realize like, oh no, oh no, that is not a good smell. Fortunately, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant is making it so none of us ever have to worry about that again. Unlike certain other products, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. It delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere one might like to use it. In fact, it was patients' concerns about odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. Fast forward six years and her game-changing whole-body deodorant now has over 300,000 
five-star reviews. And it works without using heavy perfumes that mask odor, which I really appreciate. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, which is my favorite, and two free products of your choice, like deodorant wipes or a mini body wash. It also has free shipping. And as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's like 40% off their starter pack. So use code SHARON at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Mother's Day is almost here. And I want to take just a quick second to appreciate not only my mom, all the moms out there, but anyone who has taken on the role of caregiver. You do everything for someone else. And now it's time to do something for yourself. And that includes starting with your skin. And I've been using our sponsor OneSkins products for a while now. And I have to tell you, I am really enjoying them. They are very easy to incorporate into my skincare routine. I am really liking the eye cream. And the secret is OneSkins proprietary OS1 peptide. It is the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. And they have several studies to back it up. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code SHARON at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code SHARON. And after your purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support this show and tell them we sent you. They did not find a skull. And perhaps portions of the skull were given to the neighbors. We don't know. (laughs) Perhaps portions of the skull were like on people's porches. Portions of the story do talk about how Joseph Lighty and William Folk went around to all the different neighbors and were like, do you have any of these bones? And part of the tale, I don't know if this part is true, is that some of the neighbors still had portions of the skeleton and gave it back to them. Folk and Lighty carefully extract the bones, they sketch them, they measure them, they place them on boards, they wrap them in cloths, and they transport them in a cart filled with straw so that they're very, very careful. They were extraordinarily cautious about making sure that they kept as much intact as possible. They begin to do more research, particularly Joseph Lighty, who was the expert in paleontology, and eventually decides, because he discovered it, essentially, he's the scientist who discovered it, he gets to name it. And so he decided he was going to name this dinosaur Hadrosaurus fulci. All right, so saurus, we know means, you know, dinosaur, is related to being a dinosaur. Hadro was in part related to Haddonfield, New Jersey, where this was discovered. And Folkai is related to William Folk, who led him to the dig location. So he named this dinosaur after William Folk. And Hadrosaurus Folkai was the first dinosaur species to be identified and known from more than just, you know, teeth 
in the entirety of North America, and it was the first full skeleton of a dinosaur found anywhere in the world. So Lydie knows that he cannot just keep these dinosaur bones under wraps, that they need to be displayed because this was going to be something that the public was tremendously interested in. These are a couple of Joseph Lydie's writings surrounding Hadrosaurus foci. These osseous remains upon which the genus Hadrosaurus had been founded indicate a reptile of equally huge proportions and of the same habits of life as the great Iguanodon. And Iguanodon was one of the species that had been identified in England during this time period. Another important thing that came from the discovery of Hadrosaurus foci, which they nicknamed Had, was it demonstrated that dinosaurs could walk on two legs, that they could be bipedal. Up until this point, dinosaurs were just thought to be like giant lizards that walked on four legs or they swam with four legs. And Hadrosaurus, they knew, walked upright at least some of the time, in part because it had very, very short forearms. You know how Tyrannosaurus rex is like little teeny arms? Hadrosaurus is not quite that exaggerated, but for it to even be able to walk on four legs, it would have been a very, very uncomfortable situation. So they knew that Hadrosaurus walked mostly on its back legs and that it perhaps used that type of locomotion to eat things higher off of trees, etc. Some scientists now think that Hadrosaurus mostly walked on four legs, but could walk on two legs. It is true, though, that Hadrosaurus foci is the only type of Hadrosaurus of its kind. We've never identified another kind just like it yet. It was, by the way, approximately 26 feet tall. So think about how big that is. That is the size of a two-story house. Okay, we're not talking about a mini dinosaur here. (laughs) This is a very large dinosaur. This is another thing that Lydie said about it. The great disproportion of the size between the fore and back parts of the skeleton of Hadrosaurus lead me to suspect that this giant, extinct, herbivorous lizard may have been in the habit of browsing kangaroo-like in an erect position on its back extremities and tail. So basically standing on its back legs to be able to browse or eat things out of trees, kind of like a giraffe browses out of the trees. Isn't that interesting? Hi friends, it's Sharon. If you enjoyed a recent episode with author and public theologian, Issa Macaulay, then I have the perfect podcast recommendation for you. No Small Endeavor. Produced by Great Feeling Studios and PRX, No Small Endeavor is an acclaimed podcast series that explores what it means to live a good life. Each episode, host and award-winning theologian Lee C. Camp brings you thoughtful conversations with artists, philosophers, politicians, and theologians like Hollywood legend Rob Reiner and civil rights hero Reverend James Lawson about what it means to find true happiness and flourish in our everyday life. So don't miss out. Follow No Small Endeavor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. And tell them I sent you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. 
That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So in 1868, Hadrosaurus foci became the first dinosaur skeleton in the world to be mounted for display. And... I mentioned before that they did not have the skull of this dinosaur. So they found this man whose name was Benjamin Waterhouse Hawkins. And Hawkins had been very instrumental in helping to mount and sculpt portions of other dinosaurs that had been discovered in England. He was very, very keen on mounting and displaying an entire dinosaur skeleton. And so he helped with the mounting and it was him that helped sculpt what was a close approximation of what Hadrosaurus foci's skull would have looked like. Eventually, now we know that Hawkins's sculpted head is not quite what it would have looked like, but it was a guess because they had never, they didn't have any others to go on. <laughs> So Lydie had hoped initially that the display that was just going to be, you know, educational, that it, people are going to be like, that is neat. And it was going to foster an interest in natural history. And it exploded far bigger than Lydie could have ever hoped. In a normal year, about 30,000 people would visit the Philadelphia Academy of Natural Sciences. Once HAD went on display, the attendance at the museum doubled. The year after that, the attendance went from 60,000 to 100,000. And eventually, the academy had to build a new building to accommodate all of the crowds of people who wanted to see this dinosaur skeleton. And by the end of the 1800s, dinosaurs had become very well known. More public curiosity. I mean, think about how many small children are interested in dinosaurs now, right? Like including my child, interested in dinosaurs. Imagine dinosaurs being a new discovery and how exciting that had to be, not just for children, but for adults. 
So they began discovering more dinosaurs throughout the United States and around the world. In the 1870s, they uncovered a stegosaurus. In the 1880s, they uncovered a triceratops. Eventually, zooming ahead to the 1990s, the state of New Jersey made hadrosaurus foci the official state dinosaur of New Jersey. And deservedly so. (laughs) I do not know any other state dinosaurs. I would need to look that up. But I think that's cute that had is the official state dinosaur of New Jersey. Because this was such a unique skeleton, it was not being permanently displayed at the Academy of Natural Sciences. And it was sort of in their collection, but not being displayed. And so in like 2008, 2009, they made a cast of it so that they could display the full skeleton. You can now go to the Philadelphia Academy of Natural Sciences and see an exact replica of the hadrosaurus foci that was discovered by John Hopkins, William Folk, Joseph Leidy, uncovered in somebody's backyard of a farm. All right, I want to tell you a little bit more about Joseph Leidy because this is one of those people from history that you probably haven't heard of unless you're very into paleontology. And just an interesting, interesting man. He published over 800 works, scholarly articles, books, etc. 800. Interestingly enough, Joseph Leidy in 1846, who is the person who identified what it is in uncooked pork that can make people sick. You know what I'm talking about when people get trichinosis from eating uncooked pork? It was Joseph Leidy that identified that and began the recommendation of you need to cook pork well enough to kill what is in it that is making you sick. (laughs) I just thought that was funny that like, oh, food safety as well as paleontology? That's funny. Also, Joseph Leidy, before he helped discover Hadrosaurus, was the first person in history to ever use a microscope to solve a murder. There was a man in the 1840s who was accused of killing a Philadelphia farmer. He had blood all over his hands, blood all over his clothes, all over his hatchet. And the man was like, it couldn't have been me. All of this blood is from chickens that I've been slaughtering. This is chicken blood. So using his microscope, Joseph Leidy was able to compare chicken blood to human blood and determine that the blood on the gentleman's hatchets and clothing could not be chicken blood that it had to be human blood. Consequently, the person who had done the killing confessed when they presented him with the evidence of, there's no way this could be chicken blood. He confessed, justice was served because of gentleman naturalist Joseph Leidy. He is a very interesting man. So if you're like, hmm, I need, I need a deep dive. I need to look up some interesting people from history. I like science. You would probably like him. Isn't that interesting that the hadrosaurus bones were just like on people's porches and that the man who was a founder of paleontology also identified the organism that causes trichinosis in pork and he solved a murder. I mean, like if you put all these things in a movie, people would be like, this movie makes no sense. (laughs) 
This movie makes no sense. What is the plot of this movie? But yet, it's real life. And as they say, truth is often stranger than fiction. So I thought you would enjoy that. I thought you'd enjoy learning more about the very first dinosaur skeleton ever uncovered in its entirety or almost its entirety and put on display discovered in Haddonfield, New Jersey. So there you go. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast. I am truly grateful for you. And I'm wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast or maybe leave me a rating or a review? Or if you're feeling extra generous, would you share this episode on your Instagram stories or with a friend? All of those things help podcasters out so much. I cannot wait to have another mind blown moment with you next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast.